Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 I feel super awesome right now. We're back, we're black, we're brown, ambition, heavy on the ambition. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mandra. Hey, I'm here with another show, another week. We're doing it. Yes, we're doing it. Thank you guys so much for all your, like, first and foremost, thank you guys so much. I got a flood of messages and well wishes and so many, like, I really enjoyed. One woman even sent me a voice message. I didn't know you could do that on Instagram. It freaked me out. I was like, do I press play? And then what happens? She's talking to me. <laughs> it's like an Instagram voicemail, like, just just sharing. It was so, all these heartfelt messages and just people pouring out their hearts and telling me their personal stories of um, mm-hmm. struggling with those early weeks of motherhood. So I really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys for hearing me. I had a little bit of a vulnerability hangover. Do you know that expression? Do you follow mm-hmm. Brene Brown? I yeah, do. that's her, her, she writes about vulnerability and I was and like being vulnerable as a leader and stuff. And I, I'm like, Oh, this is what a vulnerability hangover feels like. You cry on your national podcast and um, just live with that for a week. <laughs> and y'all know I edit the show. So I was, my finger was itching. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> but no, I mean, I had to stand in my truth and thank y'all for hearing me. And I was just talking to Tiff because I, right now I'm, itch, I'm getting that itch to go back to work or just, you know, it's, it's hard when you are at a level of productivity and like with your career. I know Tiff, you're thinking about having a family too. So it's like, how will you juggle the person you were who really just, I, I mean, I love yes. my, my calendar was my favorite thing. I loved a packed calendar. I love to know <laughs> every half hour chunk of my day and what was, what I was going to do. And this life of eat, sleep, poop, eat, sleep, poop, cry, eat, you know, eat, sleep, poop, like that monotony is just, I guess I'm at that point in the maternity leave where it's just like, Oh, I, I my brain can do more than this. Like, where are my tasks? And my therapist was telling me, like, I see this woman like you all the time. You look for things that you can do on top of keeping the baby alive every day just to, like, reach your productivity just so you can feel like you're productive. And she's like, you've got to stop. Like, keeping the baby alive, that takes all the mental energy. And you're just setting yourself up for disappointment when you feel like you didn't accomplish anything from day to day. And that's when I'm, like, trying to make peace with that trying to like okay no I didn't unload the dishwasher yes the laundry is still like not even in a basket just sprawl across the floor I mean Mm -hmm. my closet is just like a landmine of just nursing pads and nursing tops and like just crap onesies and whatever else on the floor and I've had to kind of just okay not everything got done but the baby is 
sleeping and fed and happy. And you know what? That's the stamp of approval day to day. I sound like I've made, I've worked it out, but I'm still struggling with the whole, you know, that feeling that I'm not productive. Just watching you because I, I'm to be fully transparent. So I took, you know, it's been two years if you've been listening to Brown Ambition, which I'm sure you have. It's been two years of like back to back IVF. Like I stopped traveling. I stopped speaking as much. I said no to a lot of things so I could be home and still no baby. So that part, it's been kind of stressful. And then in December, I had, was it December? I think it was December. I had another scar removal surgery because some people like keloid on the outside. Apparently I scar easily on the inside. So, uh, I found out two years ago I had fibroids because I had a miscarriage. And, um, so I knew I was pregnant. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know I had fibroids until like, I was like, Oh, I'm spotting. So I went to the emergency room and they were like, we don't see anything, but, but fibroids, they couldn't even see the baby. That's how many fibroids I had. Um, and so, um, that's when I had my fiber removal surgery. And when I did, my gynecologist was like, you know, you're 38. And if you're wanting to have a baby, I would stack the odds in your favor and not just try naturally. Um, I would, um, you know, use the help of a fertility um, doctor. And I said, okay. Um, and that's when I found out like all these other things that like one, um, I guess it, it, I don't know if it's hereditary or whatever, but m- my um, eggs um, I don't have the level and quality of eggs that I that the average woman of my age has. So um, I guess to make it like you know I don't know what age you could say, but I'm 40, but maybe my eggs would would skew like more true for a 45 year old because you, mm-hmm. as you know as women your eggs, you know. So as a result, I'm not as fertile as you would think. Like at 38, it was like you know I should still be relatively fertile, but it was I had a low. I think it was called HG HSG HG. Don't get me to, it's something with an H. Basically, my levels were low. And it was H-C-H. like, so then, oh, it, no, okay. it's, I think it's HSG. I want to say something Is like HSG. Is hormone? Oh, I should know these things. Something, yeah. So it's basically like my hormone level is low um, for my for my age range. So then it was especially like you need to use a fertility clinic because not that I can't get pregnant naturally, but it's going to be much, much, much harder. And if I was 21 then it would be fine. You have all these years, but at 38, it's like, you know, you're, it's ticking. And so like stack the odds in your favor. So we, we did, you know, I've gone through the process of removing the fibroids. And then once she removed the fibroids, my uterus, like the, I had too much scar tissue as a result, cause I had a lot of fibroids. So we removed the scar tissue, scar tissue again, removed the scar tissue, propped open the uterus with like an IU, IUD. Like, you know, it looks like a little umbrella kind of uh like the inside of an umbrella that like yeah, if you were to take off yeah so to prop me open so that way it can heal without the uh without scarring together because your skin wants to fuse together like whenever a skin is, is raw and open and so that's what my uterus was doing and but in the meantime I was doing cycles and cycles are when they basically pump you with a bunch of hormones so when you're after your period comes and your normal ovulation cycle happens, instead of producing one egg, you produce multiple eggs. Now, someone, a woman of my age, when I was 38, I would have on average like eight follicles and you produce eight eggs. I had four. And so I was producing four follicles and I was producing three to four eggs every cycle. But um, then I, I got pregnant again from, from um, but this time with IVF. And then I had another miscarriage and they're like, okay, let's test this embryo. An embryo is just a mixer, like it's like a pre-baby almost. It's like, you know, the sperm and the and the egg before it's like fully 
come into baby. And it turned out that that baby had um, uh, chromosomal issues, which is not uncommon for an older woman. You know what I mean? Like if I was into my late four, so so this it was really like evident then, like okay, your eggs are not as healthy as they as they could be. And so every single cycle since then, I I have paid an additional amount of money to test the embryo because usually you don't have to test it. What happens is they put an embryo inside you. Your body does the rest. Your body says good, bad, let it go, whatever. But for me, um, because I know that you know my egg quality is not so great, I don't want to waste like the the time in putting in an embryo that is not healthy. Because what my body is going to do is I'm going to miscarry. And what happened with my last miscarriage, it caused scar tissue. So then I had another two scar tissue. So it's like it, it took me almost a year to recover from the. Um, to physically inside recover from the last um, miscarriage because of the scar tissue. So I'm like, I don't have a year if you put in an embryo that is not going to be healthy and my body's going to reject anyway. So we need to know ahead of time. So I've done like ugh, four or five different cycles, honestly. And like out, of, like out of maybe 10 to 12 embryos, I have one healthy embryo. The last cycle we did, none of them were healthy. And then they found more scar tissue. I'm like, oh my God, honestly. Yeah. And so... It, in January, I was like, I, I step away. Like I, it's too much. That's it's been a two lot. Years. That's a oh lot, Tiffany. Just take a, it's, I mean, I just want a moment to acknowledge the work you are putting in. Like that's a lot of silent work and a lot of silent. Um, I mean, I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine you've been doing all this for so long. And it's just been like, so like, of course, frustrating. So I was like, in January, I was like, okay, I, so I called my doctor and I was like, honestly, I need a break. Because this has been two years. She's like, and I was like, Am I doing stuff? Do I need to lose weight? Do I, because you remember that's why I had gone vegan. Like, I was like, Whatever it takes. Like, I don't want to look back 20 years from now and say, Dang, Tiffany, you really could have went on one less vacation or said no to that speaking engagement and really put the energy into having a family. And so I didn't want that. You know, like, so I was like, I'm going to do all that I'm supposed to do. And she's like, Tiffany, you've been, a, my doctor was telling me, my fertility doctor, you have been a model patient. You've come to every, you know, you haven't missed any shots. And, you know, and you, you've come to every appointment, you know, you, you, you have, you know, you've been a model patient. If there was something I could say, do this better. So to make it, she's like, but I can't. And so she's like, I think it is a good idea for you to take a break. So I took January kind of like off just to, because the, what, what a cycle looks like is that you're giving yourself a shot every morning, every evening, then every other day you're at the doctor at, well, for my doctor, they, they do. Um, they do something called like pre-appointments at 6.30 a.m. And so women who are doing the cycle, it's like you have to get blood drawn and you have to do basically, uh, um, when you go to the gyno, what is it when they're basically like looking inside your vagina? Um, Pap smear? Yes, basically. Can you imagine that every other day? Blood, like the blood drawn, I'm like, yo, I take my blood. It's nothing in comparison to like every other morning at 6 a.m., crawling out of bed, waiting on the cold steps with like all these other women. You just kind of looking at each other like, hi, Maria. Hi, such and such. Hi. And you're waiting for them to open the doors, turn on the lights before the, the office even opens so they can draw your blood, which like I said, to me, that's the easy part. But then for me to lay legs cocked open, for you to put metal inside me, for you to look again. And it's mm. just like, ugh. It just so I just was like I I just need a I just need a break, so I was I was gonna like I I said at first January then I was like you know I'm not gonna start back again until April you know I'm gonna and then I was like you know what maybe I won't even have a baby maybe I'll just but 
Then I see Roman and Amelia, my niece and my nephew, and I'm like, I really like, I want that, you know, like, and, but then there's also this fear that like, I am super driven. So I'm scared. Like, well, like, you know, I see the struggle you're going through, Manny. And I feel like in, 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 as it relates to like our careers and how much we love the work, like, I'm scared. Like, what if, what does that look like on the other side? Like, am I going to be able to adjust because of how much I really enjoy doing and being the budget needs still? So that part is also scary too. So I've been vacillating yes. um, back and forth. We have to. I'm not back in the work. I'm not back at work yet. But yes, I will adjust because if I don't, I will go insane. And yeah. and I think you will too. There, survival is that is figuring out how do you stay true. How do you? And this is just me speaking to my future self. I I I know that I've obviously life has changed. Priorities have changed. But you still have to you still have to do what drives you and what speaks to your soul and what makes you who you are at your core, the important things, you know, not the extra stuff. You can say no to this or not, but like the core of what you do. And I just feel like, and especially for you as an entrepreneur, I, I've heard time and again, I, I know people um, with similar, you know, structured like businesses like yours, sometimes say children make you work uh, more efficiently, can make more, can make you more, um, uh, can make you more driven and, 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 and make you request more for what you do so that you earn more than you used to. I just, and maybe this is comfort, maybe it's not comforting, but I feel like we have to, we have to find a way to do the work and do the mothering thing or else we just won't be happy. And, you know, yeah. and who wants to have an unhappy, uh, an unhappy wife and an unhappy mom just doesn't yeah. that just, it's just going to drag the whole household. So, I mean, drag the yeah. whole household down. So yeah. I just like, so I honestly, I decided cause I was just like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to push it back, push it back, push it back. And then really this weekend, I was just really thinking about it. My niece and my nephew came over and it was just like, they're just so awesome. You know, like the two and two and four, such great ages. They're fun. They talk, they, they joke, like, you know, they wipe their just, own butts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even though like a million insists they can I do put it. themselves like, oh, to sleep. I, I, want, I want Auntie Udda to wipe my butt. And she calls me Auntie Poopy to be funny. Like mm. Auntie Poopy. And I'm just like, it's just, it's just everything. They are everything. And I thought like, I, yes, Tiffany, you do want this. I get the frustration, but I'm not, we haven't come this far to, to give up. And, um, so yeah, so I actually have to call my fertility doctor again. Uh, I was supposed to call today, but I didn't, I'm going to call tomorrow to say, okay, what's next. I'm praying that this last scar tissue has removed the last scars, um, that were inside my uterus. Because what happens with, when you think about scar tissue, you should think about it as like almost like a scab that's holding part of your uterus together. And so you want an open, clear uterus so that way the baby has full space to grow. But if you've got like, it's not like a scab on the roof or on the side, it's the scab is holding one, it's connecting one side of your uterus to the other. So almost like, um, like, so it's like a, a balloon that you squeezed in the middle. So there's no space for a baby to grow on one side of the bubble of the balloon or the other side of the bubble of the balloon. So they have to remove that. And so I'm hoping um, that, you know, when they go to look that they're like, yeah, it's all clear, which is great. So I've already told myself, like, I have three options. I'm going to do one more cycle because if I, you know, by now, if I do a cycle and that we don't have any healthy embryos and it just means that my body's been basically like, you know, I don't know that the medicine is just not working. And then if that cycle doesn't yield any uh, good embryos, I'm, I, I still, I do have one good embryo from like um, a year ago 
that we froze. Um, and so I'm, I'm then after that, I'll just have them put that embryo in. If this cycle doesn't yield any fresh embryos, they'll put that embryo in and then prayerfully that embryo takes if, if the cycle, the next cycle doesn't yield anything. And then if that doesn't happen, I just told myself, honestly, I think I'm just going to try my hand at just us trying naturally with a clear fibroid free scar tissue free uterus. So that's the, like the third, cause you can't try naturally while you're doing IVF because they do testing sometimes that could hurt a child if you don't even know you're pregnant. So let's just say me and Jarrell are trying hmm. like naturally and I happen to be pregnant and I'm three days and I don't even know. But then I go to the doctor and sometimes they do this thing where it's called the hydro something where they literally fill your uterus with water so they can see it fully. So you don't want to drown your potential baby, you know, so you can't I didn't do even realize all that, man. Oh my gosh. Like this, there's, there's one where they literally put ink inside you. So, and it like burns so they can see, they can get a picture, like a clear picture of, of what your uterus is looking like. So they can see all the scar tissue. When I tell you, whew, I, if it wasn't for the budgetista, like I, I put it like in a section of my head of like, like, like on a to-do list, go to the doctor in the morning, let them look in your vagina for the thousandth time. Then I come home. Then I, you know, I like I, because if not, it just will make you crazy. Like even hearing it coming from my mouth, I'm like, yo, this sounds crazy, but I, you can't look at it like that or you won't do it. And so, um, but not everyone. So here's the thing. A friend of mine, she did one cycle, got pregnant. Boom. So IVF doesn't look like this for everyone. Like I'm just having a harder time than, than most, quite honestly, it's, it's, they say IVF is typically 60%, um, successful. Um, so yeah. And, and not everyone sticks with it, honestly, because I'm really fortunate, which I'm grateful of is that a Superman, my, my husband, his, his benefits cover everything. I pay a $10 copay sometimes when I go to see the doctor. I don't know if I've even spent $200. Out, that out of is pocket. extraordinary. I mean, honestly, the blessing on blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm feeling super overwhelmed, I remind myself, like, Tiffany, like, you have probably spent over 200000 not probably, but this process would have cost me out of pocket over $200,000 already. Already, if, if like, you know, because I'll see the medicine. Sometimes the medicine list will come up and it'll say... All of these shots and everything we're sending you, eighty thousand dollars. But your co, your copay for the medicine, zero dollars. I don't even pay for the medicine. Uh, uh, yeah. So as it, it, much like you know, you don't have to cry for me, Argentina, because I know it's hard. But I live a really blessed, fortunate life because so many women don't have access to healthcare that would take care of this for them. So I don't know. Pray for me. Um, I feel hopeful because I'm just like, I do have one good embryo. My body has shown twice that it can indeed be pregnant. It's just like, I'm just creating the ideal environment and we already, we have a healthy embryo. So even if this cycle doesn't yield a healthy embryo that we do have one that we can implant and pray, 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 pray over it and not go anywhere and stay home and relax and wusa. And, um, yeah, but I yeah. I just think but that then, you're a goddamn superhero because that, it just, <laughs> I mean, and you know, in, in, I've been following Amy Schumer and I know she's going through, she's like sharing her IVF journey right now. And she's like, first of all, her Instagram page is hilarious. She's like the raw, real motherhood. Um, Anyway, but like the, the work that you're doing and so many women are doing to, to have children, like it's, it's extraordinary. And I want it for you so bad. Um, And also if you're going through it, like, you know, I know sometimes it's like the secret shame and sometimes you just, I share because, and what I love, honestly, our BR listeners are so awesome because nobody 
hits me in the DMs and says, so what's going on with the baby? So what's going on? Because you guys have been so awesome in like letting me share when I want to share. And then when I don't, leaving it alone, because sometimes it's too overwhelming. So, so honestly, like our listeners has been have been so, so amazing that when I share, they reach out, you know, they, you know, they, they ask me questions. And then when I don't, like I said, they leave it. And so that's been really great because sometimes it can be really like overwhelming. Like when someone's asking, you know, when you're like, especially if you had a really bad bout or you have, you got the news, Oh, you need another scar removal surgery. And you're like, Jesus, uh, how many times do I have to go to Indonesia? Cause when you, you have to go under anesthesia, like put you to sleep and you know, that's a risk. Every time you get put to sleep, there is a chance you will not wake up. And so like, it's just, you know, so some days you have those days and you're like, I don't want to freaking talk about it. And other days I'm like, I don't mind talking about it because I, I know that somebody out there might need to hear it. Um, but yeah, so when, when we all have this baby, because this is our baby now, when she comes or he comes into existence, I swear, I'm going to be telling this story to them till they're 80. Like, I mean, um, let them talk back to you once. <laughs> That's how I feel. The first time they give you attitude. I know you don't even fully understand, but let me tell you, I worked for two years longer than your life has existed to make sure that you were here now. But I think about it. and But then I still feel hope because I found out from my mom that she struggled like with having, because um, I'm one of five kids. And like they told her before my first sister was born, it's not going to happen for you. Like, you, you know, these are the issues that you're having. And she has five kids. I'm not trying to have nobody's five kids. But I just thought about that. She just reminded me of that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that she had fertility issues and stuff. And and they told her it wasn't going to happen. And and her hips weren't wide enough. There's other stuff they told her. And like you know, like I, I'm 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 baby number two of five. So you know that at the end of the day, you know, doctors don't always have the final say. At the end of the day, you know, you know your body and whatever higher source you believe in it, that has the final say. So. I know that's been pretty heavy, but like, actually, I feel good. I feel I've been wanting to share like kind of like where I was in the journey, and especially now that I feel like rejuvenated to go back to it. I feel in a good space with it. Like I didn't want to go back begrudgingly and I'm not. So thank you for letting me share, Mandra. How could I not? Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Now that we babied y'all out, <laughs> you can ask us 
any question that you may have about career, personal finance, family. Um, actually, a friend of mine asked me a really good question about, and we should maybe do a show on this, uh, Amanda, about how to navigate marriage and money. So a friend who's recently got married asked how I, I was doing it with Superman. So I just gave her kind of like what we do. Um, and, you know, but I mean, there's no wrong or right way. But I think that would just be an awesome like marriage and money kind of like a. That is a whole like, episode. Got, That's a very yeah. broad question. Mm-hmm. I think we should so. have that. And if you guys have marriage and money questions to send them in. Yeah, but I'll in listen the meantime, to you while you explain because you know what? <laughs> I thought I knew and. Oh, no, Mandy, you have insight. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Well, that's because you have a kid now. So Talk like about how husband decided that having a baby was a good time to get all of his dental work done. Um, <laughs> all of it. Every other day. Uh, Got to get another crown. I'm like, how much are these crowns? Can't you chew on one side of your mouth? <laughs> Why don't you brush your teeth more? I've been telling you for eight years. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's a great idea for a show. For a show, let's not tackle it today, because yeah, no, 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 today. So, yeah, no, I would love. Yes, send your questions, send your comments, your concerns to us, and Mandy's gonna drop the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you how to do that. <clears throat> you may go to brownambitionpodcast.com, ask us anything there, or you can hit us up on Instagram. We are at the B. Wait, no. Oh crap! What am I, Tiffany? Today, mommy brain. <laughs> We are at Brown and Vision Podcast on Instagram. Um, and also our email address is brownandvisionpodcast at gmail.com. I had to really work hard for that. Wow. It's just not rolling off the tongue like it used to. <laughs> All right. I do have a couple of lovely questions. One from the email, one from the gram today. Let's see. This one comes from, okay, she wants to be called Miss Pace. Um, okay, Miss Pace. She says, love your show. You guys are both my besties in my head. I got married in 2016, the year before you guys did, and I'm a few weeks from delivering my first baby. Ooh, is she going to deliver herself? Congratulations. That's exciting. Um, you all say I'm. You all say what I'm thinking and have awesome solutions. My question is this. I'm a budding entrepreneur, which, as you know, means I don't have maternity leave. I've been paying into a short-term disability coverage policy since a year ago under the impression that it covered maternity leave. However, I've now found out that I'd only be covered if there was a complication in my pregnancy, which means I've wasted a year of paying into this policy. After mm. all this drama going back and forth, I no longer want a policy, and I was thinking if there are other ways I can save for future baby number two in two years and wanted questions and suggest oh, and wanted suggestions on whether I should do a mutual fund or a CD. What would be best that would give me some decent interest for my money? That's a good, so the entrepreneur yeah. saving to have a baby, that's an interesting comp because you don't have maternity leave. So you have to like, yeah. I'm sure you can talk about that, but essentially the question is, so she's about to have a baby soon, but she's looking at creating kind of some kind of savings fund, um, I guess that she plans to tap into in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the best way to save for that, for something that would be kind of short term like that, but yeah. Do you want to talk about what you've, how you've sort of approached it since you got your own business and you're also planning, um, to have a baby? 
Well, what I did was I um I actually created a fund called I call it Super Baby because you know I call Superman Superman and our our bonus daughter well his daughter my bonus daughter Supergirl um Alyssa Supergirl and so I like I started off with just an online only savings account and I named it Super Baby and I just started putting money into that online only savings account. Um, and then, um, you know, I met with Angelie, my financial planner, and she was like, well, let's put this into a mutual fund. Um, so, you know, so that way it can grow. And I, what I would suggest is if you can't know for sure, obviously, when you're going to get pregnant, but if you wanted to create like a, a um, like a, to get a target date fund. So let's just say, you know, you're going to want to start again in two years or two years is when you're anticipating the next baby. So picking kind of like that year as your target date and, you know, putting your, your money in a mutual fund that's also a target date fund. So as you get closer and closer to that baby coming to fruition, your money is um, is being preserved. Your capital is being preserved because the way a target date fund works, I think we mentioned this last episode, is that the closer you get to the target date, the more conservative your investments automatically rebalance themselves to be. So that way, um, when you're ready to take the money, you're not in some sort of like riskier investment that does yield a risky, a potential bigger return, but at least you know you'll be able to actually take the money um, that's currently there out fairly safely. So that's what I would look for. Like, I, like that's what I've done with Super Baby is a target. Well, not in, I haven't done a target date fund, but I've done a mutual fund because I don't have a target date because I'm not, you know, who knows like, like where, like what's going to happen for me. But that's what I would suggest. And then this current one, I'm like, oh, how frustrating to have paid into something thinking it's one thing. And it's like, nah, it's not, which is so crazy. Um, I'm assuming she's with. Yeah, I didn't even know know that some policy. I didn't even know that short term disability because you're right. I mean, when I went on maternity leave, it's considered a short term disability leave. Like it's a I'm a disabled person and that's kind of what I have to file for or whatever. Um, so I guess that would make sense, but I didn't realize like if you were buying your own policy that it might cover, um, like it might pay out for maternity leave. I hadn't heard of that before. Maybe there are some policies like that. I don't know. Have you heard about anything like that? No, actually I hadn't. Like, I mean, I've heard of course of short-term disability and I have disability like that. I pay out of pocket for myself that I got like, you know, like in my twenties or thirties or whatever. But um, I didn't, I didn't even know that disability cover, quite honestly, maternity leave, or you could get disability for maternity leave. So now the question is to ask yourself is, is there a policy that definitively does cover maternity leave? And to get that, you know, to to research and find that policy for this, for this upcoming baby after this first one. Um, Even if it does though, you'd think if she's having the baby soon, like, would she be able to pay into it for such a short amount of time and then be able to cash into it? That seemed a little like not well, I was thinking work. more so like that 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 would be for baby two. Oh, oh, uh, I see. Put, mm-hmm. Oh, that's, you know? you're right. You I, you weren't even reading her question, but you understood it better than I did. <laughs> that's, I'm like two years from now, but do you know how the gestation period for one baby works? <laughs> you're right. She's talking about for the next one. Oh, damn, yes. girl. How do you listen? Take it from me. Have the first one first, and then have a good <laughs> because. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Number mm, there, I I have removed the number T W O out of my dictionary, out of my vocabulary. I don't even talk about <laughs> anything that has to do with number two anymore. Um, thanks. So I totally woo. Okay, I'm back on track. <laughs> Continue, <laughs> Tiffany. You can run the show yeah. for the rest of the show. <laughs> no, so that so that's what I meant about the mutual fund. So that would be for baby number two. But I would also 
I would probably do, like I said, like a, a target date fund for baby number two, just to be ready for baby number two. But for baby number one, I would also open up a, just a mutual fund for that baby, just like for future things like college. So you could do a target date fund for a baby that's coming now, baby number one, and have the target date be 18 years from now, 17 years from now, so for college. So both of the babies, the one that's currently here, basically almost, and the baby in the future, you can do that for both. But now I wanted to just tackle the current disability policy. So I I don't know for sure what you should do with that current disability policy because one, it might be good for other things outside of the baby stuff, which is what I know you got it for. At the very least, I likely would keep it until after the baby comes because God forbid that there are complications, which we're not, there's not going to be, we're claiming that now, but God forbid that something like that, that does happen, this policy would actually cover that. So I wouldn't want you to cancel it um, before knowing for sure. So that's what I would do. I would wait until after baby comes and you're healthy and at home and everything's fine, then consider canceling that policy and then getting one that's more in alignment with what you need, but not before the baby comes. So I hope that helps and congratulations, pre-mommy. <laughs> that's, no, that's great. We like and We love insurance on this show. We love insurance. Um, <laughs> baby number two, though, do you hear the background right now? Because um, <laughs> it's excellent birth control. All right, let's move on to Brown Boost Brown Break. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. So it's Brown Break, Brown Boost, Brown Break, Brown Boost or Break. Are you going to break or are you going to boost? I am going to do, well, I'm going to do an informational break from some kind of like some not great um, news in the credit score world. So last week, shockwaves went through the world. Anytime FICO changes its credit credit score formula, um, you know, nerds like us get all in a t- got all in a titter about this. But um, basically what's happening is every once in a while, FICO will look at the way that it calculates credit scores. And it's been, this is not the first time it's made changes. I believe a couple of years ago, it changed the way it treated medical debt that actually benefited a lot of people. Um, before the change, if you had medical debt, um, your, your score could um, basically be lower, but they treated medical debt a little bit more um, graciously, um, considering it's medical debt, not something like a credit card, you know, that you've racked up yourself. A lot of people can't control when they get into medical debt, you know. Um, So the most recent change has to do with personal loans, which may impact a lot of our listeners because personal loans, I know from, you know, just working where I work, we help people find and compare personal loans. They are a hugely popular way to borrow money these days. With a personal loan, we talk about them all the time on the show, right? When we recommend, um, Mm -hmm. you know, taking out a small personal loan from a credit union or from an online lender or wherever to say consolidate credit card debt. Um, If you can get a lower credit, if you can get a lower um, interest rate on a personal loan, you know, you can use that loan to pay off higher interest debt. And then you have one loan. Personal loans are great because they're fixed, you know, fixed monthly payments and they're fixed APRs. They don't go up and down and you have a fixed repayment term. So, you know, when the end is coming. Um, but what's happened now is with the uh, with the new FICO changes. Apparently, if you use personal loans in that way to pay off all your credit card uh, all your credit cards in the past, that would immediately probably impact your score beneficially. 
because you've gotten rid of a bunch of high interest debt and you've now got a fixed, um, uh, damn it, I, know, I knew I was going to get this wrong because of mommy brain. Oh, installment loan. Yes. You've got okay. installment debt versus high interest revolving debt like a credit card. Yes. That's why your credit score can get boosted by consolidating with the personal loan. Under the new uh, formula, FICO will look back, this is according to NPR, FICO will look back over a period of time as far as two years to see whether you've used the loan to reduce your high interest credit card debt or whether you're using credit cards as much as you were before, running up new revolving balances and falling deeper into debt. So this is really important because we find, you know, LendingTree, my company, we look at, you know, how do people use personal loans? And often you do find people because they have that sense of, oh, I've, I've gotten this personal loan. I've paid off my credit cards. They feel like they're debt free all of a sudden, like the pressure is off, but you're not. You still have the debt. It's just costing you less. It's in a different form. Yes. And, be- and because you have that sense of like, oh, I'm getting on top of my finances, you're like, oh, I'm going to treat myself to this at the mall or I'm going to, why not take out that new credit card when I, you know, check out at the Gap or at Kohl's or wherever. And before you know it, the you haven't fixed the bad habits and you have additional credit card debt. So this is what that, fi- it seems like the FICO formula is trying to get smarter, which makes sense. Um, to not get to to look at how people and what they're doing after they consolidate their with their credit card debt with a personal loan, um, and you could potentially get dinged if you continue racking up debt. Uh, so it's like good for like the the medical debt stuff, but then maybe not so good with the consolidating personal loan debt. It's good if you. I mean, honestly, it's still a great tool to use to consolidate debt. I, you know, we still, I'd still recommend it. Um, if you can get a, if you can get a lower interest rate than what your credit cards have, it totally makes sense. Um, the only thing is, just be mindful that if you continue racking up credit card debt after you've used that personal mm. loan to consolidate, FICO will. Um, take note of that looking back as far as two years and the boost you may get from in, from um, consolidating that debt uh, with a personal loan may be counter erased, yeah. yeah I don't know about erased it doesn't say like how we're you know it's really difficult to judge how and what how much of a score will go up or down but it will definitely ding you if you go back and start racking up credit card debt um, after you've used that loan to consolidate so so it makes these sense are good things to, to know. Yeah. So this yeah. is good. So you're right. This is like some some place in between brown boost and brown break. So it's like the more you know. I know. No, no, it's good though. We have to know because I mean, the way you navigate with your credit is you know is critical. You need credit in this country. You know, it can prevent you from getting a home. It can prevent you from getting a job. It can prevent you to, from getting utilities turned on. So it's important that you know, you know, all these things. Like, you know, I know there's like this brigade of like, we don't need credit. I'm like, sis, uh, do you live in the USA? Because you indeed do. You you don't have to have like, you know, like a ton of credit, but you have to have some credit history as an adult, unless you're not, you're purchasing everything with cash, which is definitely possible. But the average person is not able to purchase everything with cash. And then even then you might have a job that's like, okay, you purchased your house, your car, your clothes, everything with cash. And your job's like, that's cute, but we need to see your credit score to see if this is a position that we could trust you with. And so there's nothing that you can do to to sidestep that. Um, so yeah, so credit is still an important component of adulting financially. So just keeping that in mind. Oh, that was a good. So I'm actually going to brown boost. So have you heard of um Unique? Uh, her name is Unique Jones. She is, well, I'm sure you've heard of Because of Them We Can. 
Yes, yes. I love that Instagram account. Yes, right? So positive, so amazing, so delightful. If you don't follow literally at Because of Them You Can. And so what's so great about Because of Them You Can is that unique, I mean, especially it's Black History Month, so she really celebrates like Black excellence and all its amazing forms. Um, but Unique recently launched something called da, 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 Culture Tags. And the way Culture Tags work is that it's a it's a game. You know how, like, you ever see, like, uh, people be, like, TBA, to be honest, or, like, um, you know, it's, like, get the F out of here, G-F-O-T. You know what I mean? So she literally created this really fun game where... G-F-O-T, sorry. Um, yeah, yes. you know, like, I'm going to get I... the... Wait, G-T-O, G-T-F-O. You know what I mean? That's because you don't curse. You're a little rusty. Where does the F go? I know where it goes. But I got to call Superman in here. You know he's a potty mouth. Um, and so <laughs> I and respect so, that. <laughs> and so, um, so, but it's a fun game where the purpose of the game is that you have a timer and then you hold up the, like, you know, the acronym is that, that's an acronym, right? Is that right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what you call them in the, in, you know, for text messaging, but yeah, an acronym. Sure. Right. So maybe it's basically what well, she calls them just a hashtag. And so you hold up the hashtag and you have a certain amount of time to guess what it is. And what I really love is that she has categories. So she's like categories, church, categories, black mama. But they have one where it's like, um, do you have McDonald's money? Which is hilarious. Like, cause, so I love that she breaks it down into culturally relevant things for black culture. And then you have to guess what the hashtag is. And if you go to... Um, culture tags at culture tags on Instagram. You can see like videos of people playing and you, it's so, it looks so fun. And I, I share this because unique just launched a Kickstarter to, um, to bring this game to life. I think she was asking for 15,000 as of right now, she already has $22,000. And, um, if she reaches, um, like 35,000, she gives like additional gifts to people who've donated. So I think she still has another like 20 days or something to go. She got fully funded day one, but she's like, look, if they get even more funding and even more goodies for people who have backed it, I highly suggest, like, I love games. And so I, I have like taboo at the house. We have Uno, we play cards. So I literally have like a game closet. Because as a kid, we always played games as when I was a kid. So I love having games in the house. So when friends come over, we can have fun. So I I backed the um, the project so I can get like the game in my house. But honestly, what I tell you, like looking at the videos of live people playing it, it looks so much fun. I cannot wait. Um, I want to play. Mm-hmm. So it's called Culture Tags. Culture and Tags, okay. So you, what you can do is you can go to kickstarter.com and just like, type in culture tags and it should come up or you can just go to culture tags on IG and um, like in, in the culture tag, like a, you could pre-order the game via Kickstarter. Like the link is in her IG bio in the culture tag IG bio. Um, but yeah, honestly, it just looks like so much fun. And like, like, you like got McDonald's money. It <laughs> yes. kind of reminds me of like, I'm kind of like getting a sense of like black jeopardy from SNL. Yes, yes. Like the category is we got food at home. Literally, like, can you imagine that, right? Like, how fun is that? And so, like like I said, I love the fact that she breaks down the categories like, you know, like um, things Black moms say, Black church. And so, like, you know, it's it's just, she just said that, because I spoke to, like, um, we were, like, messaging back and forth, and she said she created it because she was inspired by Black Twitter. Because, you know, Black Twitter is hilarious. And they have just created such an amazing like, well, we have this amazing black culture that black Twitter really 
just displays just how funny, how sharp, how witty we are, witty we are. And she noticed that like we were using like these hashtags in such a way that it was just hilarious that like, especially if you're black, they especially mean something to you because it's just certain ways that we talk and that we are. And she was like, um, like one of my favorites in the video. So it's like, uh, I think it's like, I forget the category. I think the category is like black men or something like that. And it's like, you know, what men say when they see each other. And I forget the acronym, don't get me to asking, but it's like, um, um, oh, this is, I've seen Jarrell do this with like, with like his friends, like, you know, his friends will say like, how you doing? He's like, man, just trying to get like you. So it's like, just J T G G, you know, I would never think of that. Cause I'm like, I'm not a dude, but I like all the men in the audience when they played, were like Rory and they all knew what it was. And man, it just looks like a fun game. Unique is like a rock star. I don't know how she developed this, created it. It looks, the game itself looks like you could buy this game at Target from Milton Bradley, like it already looks so well polished. Um, so yeah, so I'm just sharing that because I, I think we, you know, we we love black and brown excellence here at Brown Ambition. And, you know, Unique has already displayed that with Because of Them We Can, but now with Culture Tags, you can bring a little more culture and fun into your home. Kickstarter, just go to Culture Tag. And um, like I said, I'm, I ran across it and I was like, <gasps> and I ordered it. And um, yeah, I'm just excited. So I figured I'd share because I have my own Kickstarter coming up. So I'm extra hypersensitive to supporting other people and their Kickstarter journey. Yes, get that good Kickstarter uh, juju out there. Good energy. (laughs) No, that sounds so much fun. Awesome. All right, I'm going to go play a game of Catch the Screaming Baby. (laughs) Let's see who wins. Usually nobody but the baby. (laughs) Pop me a melatonin or two so I can get some shut-eye. It's going to be a good night. Like, girl, that melatonin, me. I put. I, I told Carol about it. She's like, girl, thank you. These gummies are everything. Oh, they <laughs> have like, gummies? I'm using like an expired bottle that I forgot I had. My friend, because I was complaining about not, my friends like use some melatonin. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, because I honestly, I'm not really yeah. good with pills. So whenever possible, I try to take a gummy of any pill that I need to take if possible or chewable. Yeah. Cons- consult your medical professional. I'm not yes. endorsing yes. any, you know, but for me, melatonin expired from May, 2019 <laughs> does the trick. <laughs> I refuse to buy a new bottle. It's not cheap. How many? <laughs> I've been. You should see my search history. How many melatonin do you need to take if it's expired? Oh my god! Here, <laughs> so you know I should be okay. Oh, but it's no. Fine. Honestly, look, like looking at you, give me like you know from afar. Like you know, I'm not even a hugger, but I've been hugging you a lot from afar, and um. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I need it. Yeah. Need it. But this has been, you know, it's like I said, this show actually helps. It helps yeah. me force my husband to take care of the baby once in a while so I can <laughs> do something for me. And it is work, but it's work that feeds me and makes me feel like myself. So I don't mind it. I, I don't want people to worry that I'm like overexerting myself or, you know, whatever, being unhealthy by pushing myself to do the show. It actually, it actually makes me feel good to do the show. And I wouldn't be doing it if it didn't. Um, and if it starts to not feel good, I won't do it. So thank you guys for for a period of time. Um, so thank you guys for <laughs> giving me that space. Um, no, but this is it's good. But do let me go because I just got – you got to check your text tip. I, I texted you a screenshot of what I just got from my husband. <laughs> okay, girl, go ahead. SOS, we need you. Okay, bye. <laughs> Oh,
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.